0: dying to get on the podcast right now. She's just... Well, good.
1: She's sitting,
0: she's sitting over my shoulder. Tell them, tell them I just made a pom-pom. Tell them I did this.
1: Tell, oh tell her to get on here and tell us what she's thankful for and we'll put her on the podcast. Okay. Mm. Yeah.
0: You have to be serious. You can't be silly.
1: Mm.
0: Try something to you. The other day, I just wanted to clarify something. When I meant I didn't have one night since. I just meant that a guy always comes back for more. Because, well, anyways, you said you did ever much about me, but I just kind of want to tell you I am good looking. I have blonde hair, hazel green eyes. I'm say they're hypnotic. Just wanted to say that. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll be back if you want. Bye. <laughs> Fantasy Fiverr, where we discuss the best fantasy football league in the country, the Kodiaks. I'm Nick. And I'm Gino. We only got five minutes, so let's go. <laughs> uh,
1: well, as you guys can all hear, we got Nick on the podcast again. Uh, fan favorite, Nick, is back. And so we're going to start off this week by sharing what we're all thankful for. So, Nick, you're the guest. You want to take it away first? Yeah,
0: man. You know, I've got so many different things to be thankful for. Uh, good friends, good family, uh, roof over my head. Uh, But as far as uh, the football season and fantasy football is concerned, I am extremely thankful that karma is a real thing. And uh, I love it when people talk trash. And I like talking trash. But uh, I also love it when it kind of smacks people in the face uh, when when they talk trash. So a couple weeks ago, actually specifically four weeks ago, um, BK was talking some mad, mad smack about being in first place and should have drafted better and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, did a little bit of analytics on his team, you know, points against points for and, and who he relies on the most. And, uh, I kind of, kind of was trying to hope that, uh, I was uh, backing up the little guy, you know, Gino and, and, uh, Dave, you know, you guys were sitting in, uh, close to last place. And so I, I, uh, Put my money where my mouth was, and, uh, BK, it, it has come full circle, four losses in a row now, and, uh, that's karma, and I'm thankful for karma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Gino, what are you thankful for this year? <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I mean, it's tough to follow that up, but, uh, karma karma's such a good friend as well, but, uh, I, I, you know, I got a lot of things I'm really thankful for. I got a great wife, roof over my head, transitioning out of the Air Force, um, but as far as fantasy football goes, man, other than the fact that I'm thankful that we get to do this podcast, you know, every week, Dave, and one of these days we're gonna get a podcast award. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that the fantasy footballers, by the way, follow us because you started calling Julio Jones, Julio Touchdown Jones, like three weeks ago, and they picked up that nickname this on this most recent episode. So I'm pretty sure that we're you know setting it for the, everyone else in the podcast world, but. As far as for my own uh, fantasy football, I'm I'm thankful for uh, Stephon Diggs, um, at least showing me that he was a keeper that I should have, and reminding me that I should probably keep him next year, and then just draft all running backs, just like the game plan should be. Uh, <laughs> and then you know I could find some one of these other fifty wide receiver twos that could play. So thank you, Stephon Diggs for reminding me how important you are in life and i'm sorry for benching you and you know it'll be you and me next
1: year taking to the ship let's let's hope
2: hey guys uh first off i want to say i am thankful for my beautiful wife and five kiddos they're really the ones that keep me going through all this and I uh, really enjoy them I'm currently here in Stanstead so I'll be away for Thanksgiving but I definitely appreciate and thankful for my family uh, and secondly I definitely like to say I appreciate it and uh, thankful for all you fellas, man. We had some really good times down at Laughlin, ma- met some really good dudes, and glad I can still hang out, And even if it's in fantasy, and I get to whoop up on a couple of you guys. It's been fun. I really enjoy it. So anyways, ha- happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys, and uh, hopefully you guys are able to enjoy your family.
0: You guys take care. See you guys later. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Tim
2: uh, from the Kodiak's League wanted to say that I am thankful for Gino. Despite having a wife
1: and a full-time job, he still finds time each week to offer two to three terrible trades to each member of the league and follows through with them every single
2: week. So it's really impressive, and I am glad that we have guys like Gino in there because he is truly a great salesman. He's almost got me on a couple of trades, although I should have taken you up on uh, the old Le'Veon Bell because I'm definitely not thankful for him this year.
3: Hello, Fantasy Fiver. Scott Bradley here, calling in to tell you what I'm thankful for this year. Uh, Kodiak's-wise, I'm uh, pretty thankful this year for Drew Brees, not only for the work that he's putting in for me this season, but uh, for the work he's going to put in for me next season as my eighth-round keeper. Uh, I'm not thankful for Jarvis Landry. just want to throw that out there. But also just want to mention that I'm thankful for all you guys in our league five years strong now pretty cool cool league to be a part of thankful for the podcast and the 45 minutes uh each week that i get to listen to it on my 45 minute drive to base hope everyone has a happy thanksgiving out there love you guys see you happy thanksgiving from the godfather boys like to say that i'm thankful for my girls i'm thankful for divorce not for divorce laws thankful for Travis Kelsey and definitely you queers hope we're doing this winter 70 and finally I'm thankful for those those small dimples in a woman's lower back they're just delightful hey guys it's
1: Fifi I'm pretty thankful for how well Anna did pre- and post-pregnancy with the whole situation and all. Very happy with having a beautiful, healthy daughter. I'm happy for all the, and thankful for all the support I've gotten. I'm not sure you guys know, but it's been a, a rough two years for me. I just got out of an abusive relationship with Derek Henry. It's, it's pretty tough to let him go. So I'm thankful for uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's probably going to be my keeper in the seventh round and thankful for being the fantasy uh, football score leader, although my record doesn't reflect that.
3: See you. What up, podcast? Wanted to call in and give my two cents on Thanksgiving and what I'm thankful for this year and been a lot of changes this year. Obviously, I'm thankful for um, my family and the addition of a little coal to our our growing uh, group here, um, but you know, I wanted to say more specifically to everyone in the league. I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful for the the league in general. I think it gives us a a great way to stay in touch and and uh, not lose contact, which is obviously very easy to do when we you know move from base to base or you know as people separate and. I won't say I miss anything at all about the Air Force or Air Force flying, but I do miss the squadron life. I miss the squadron activities. Um, and I feel like the league has been a, a good way to to keep some of that um, from making me even consider going back into the Air Force. So I am very thankful for that. Uh, otherwise, I may make some hasty decisions and, and go looking for a guard or reserve unit. Um, along with that I think I, I really want to say thanks to uh, Dave and Gino for the podcast man it's been you know it started off a little uh, hokey I guess you know no one really knew if it was gonna if you guys were gonna keep it up or stick with it but dude you guys are doing a great job and it just takes our our league to another level and I think it's really uh, been beneficial and and keeping us all uh, you know in touch and 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 interacting and and making this league so much fun to be a part of. Um, lastly, I'm thankful for Aaron Rodgers and Todd Gurley because without them, I mean I would be I'd be below Tim in this league, and that's that's just unacceptable. But I really do think that they're going to pull me out of this skid that I'm in, and uh, and make that that real serious playoff push. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the championship. Everyone have a a good Thanksgiving and stay safe.
1: And then, you know, this year, what I'm thankful for, I mean, I got a good job. Uh, I have a great fantasy football league, good friends. Uh, I have 15 ungrateful bastards on my fantasy football team. But, you know, hey, I'm still thankful for them too. If they could just stop throwing the games for me. Uh, thankful, roof over my head, uh, good food to eat, good TD-wise this year so far. And then, you know, I got a couple cats I like and some good Pokemon. That's all I need. You know, I say I'm a simple man.
2: What about specifically for your, your, your personal fans football team here? What are you thankful for?
1: Oh my god, I am thankful for Julio, Mother Effer Jones, and my keeper, Calvin Ridley. He has, he's had a rough couple weeks, but he's gonna be a monster. And I'm now letting him go, 14th overall or 14th round, Calvin Ridley. Calling it now. Boom. Yeah, I mean that's not
2: bad. That's not bad at all. So Something's let's good. go ahead and
1: jump into. Uh, Nick called into the show. He specifically said he he texted Gino and I was like, Hey guys, let's do some. Let's do some mid season awards. Let's get something. Get something excited. Uh, get this. Get this last push into the playoffs, and just really talk about the players who are getting getting it done and helping teams as they as they make their final push for the playoffs, uh, including my team. All I need is Nick to lose once, Brian to lose twice, I'm in it. <laughs> oh,
0: man. All the stars are going to
1: align, Dave. I'm hoping. So, So yeah. Nick, you want to take it away? Let's talk about the, uh, the mid-season award you want to hand out. Yeah, so I was going to do
0: kind of a, a goofy mid-season awards, you know, just kind of talking trash. But uh, then
3: I was like, nah. I'll just kind of talk about some of the things that, uh, you know, I think if we if we
0: drafted today uh, or I'm sorry, if we knew what we know now about, uh, you know, players and injuries and stuff like that, how would we be drafting? And, um, you know, uh, so, I, you know, obviously my, my rookie of the year, I, I don't think this is uh, anything we it can even debate. Saquon Barkley is hands down uh, the, the rookie of the year. I, I, do you guys have anybody else?
2: Uh, absolutely agree with you on Saquon. Um, I mean I think that was kind of the given going into the season. Do you yeah. have do, how about this? I know I'm kinda of putting you on the spot in your own award show here, but do yeah. you have any surprise rookie of the year? Like maybe maybe someone that, you know, we didn't see coming and it's like, oh man,
0: next year this this is gonna be some some good value. Boy, oh, that's a good question. Not, you know, Dave was talking about Calvin Ridley, um, you know, he's he's pretty good. Uh, geez, I'm trying to think of any other rookies that have just blown my mind. Well, no, a lot of a lot of second year guys that are starting to step up, but no big. I mean, Baker Mayfield has been doing pretty good. Um, you know, stepping into that role. Yeah, um, and Lamar but, Jackson. If if you know if they don't
2: bring Flacco back, he's going to have that cheat code of 115 rushing yards a game. So, yeah. That's that's not a
0: bad one. Dave and I were actually talking about that before the the podcast about uh, Lamar Jackson and you know seeing what he's going to be able to do uh, with that. That that running or that running game is a total mess right now. The the Ravens running game. So I don't. Well, you don't love Gus. No, it's it's not that I don't love Gus, but I'm an Alex (laughs) Collins owner, and uh, so no, I don't really like Gus. Uh, He kind of snipes some stuff beginning in the second quarter this last week and then so so long uh alex collins so and uh, i was looking back at my draft alex collins was my fourth round draft pick i think so that's uh that sucks yeah i mean i would say
2: i would say that the the wookie, uh, wookie the rookie wide rookie receivers year. are really coming on this year the second half of the year more than the past couple years have been like not since maybe odell's year have they come on this way um, you know, we got like Trey Kwon, DJ Moore, like those guys are all going to be really plunging forward. Um, and then
1: what about in the running backs, like Nick Chubb think, or Philip Lindsay who haven't really picked up, but like, they're just starting to catch their stride.
2: I, I worry about Philip Lindsay, man. Like, I think he's going to get overdrafted next year because of how explosive he came on the scene, but dude, little man's going to get like, he's, he can't be. Like, an every down back. Like, he, like it's kind of like Tarek, Tarek Cohen. He's kind of like a shittier version of Tarek Cohen, probably. Like, I don't think he could be the every down back in that way where, like, I think someone like on Johnson, who's really coming into his own, unfortunately got hurt. But, like, he's at least, he's got the sustainability to be your workhorse type back where Philip Lindsay's awesome. He, you can tell he's fighting for everything he's ever gotten. Yeah. And he plays with that chip on his shoulder. Um, but I don't. I just don't think he has the pedigree and ability to really sustain an entire season of being the workhorse. He's always going to be in some type of, um, you know, grouping in which, like, if Royce Freeman actually does come on, Royce Freeman will be that early down back eventually because he has that ability.
0: Yeah, but Nick Chubb, you know, I, I agree you know, with, with uh, most of what you say, uh, Gino. I, I, you know, I. I obviously have a little soft spot in my heart for uh, Philip Lindsay because he's undrafted guy and he went to Colorado, so I I watched him for four years play, and uh, he plays pissed off, kind of like what you're saying. He plays pissed off, like like uh, he's ready to fight at any moment, and uh, he can he's got the fire and he can rip off a run. You've seen him a couple times this year rip off a forty or fifty yard. Run or catch, you know, and uh, I don't know. I, he he did ha- he did that for CU. He was there, everything back, and um, so he could he can pass block and uh, he can catch too. So I don't know. He's I don't know. Like I said, I, I kind of have a soft spot for him, but yeah, I think he's a pretty pretty stud. And then you said Nick Chubb. Obviously, he's he's come on as of late, and I think the more they give him the keys, he's he's going to turn it on probably next year. Um, when he when he has a full season, so remember he only played
2: less than half a season this year. I think so. Um, yeah, I mean there were there were some some like analysts that I, I respect a lot in their opinion who like they were putting Nick Chubb like they're like if Saquon doesn't be isn't Saquon it's Nick Chubb this year and like that's yeah. how high they're putting him and Nick Chubb wasn't even one of the like run, rookie running backs that people were drafting higher. Like obviously, Darius Guys. It'll be interesting to see him come back. But like Royce Freeman and Rashad Penny and all of them, they were getting a lot of hype around draft season. And then Nick Chubb is, I mean, he shows he's showing us why he was a lot. Of, like should have been in that discussion. Um, yeah, and
0: then and uh, Sony Michelle too is another one that uh, we haven't really mentioned. He's been he's had some injuries and stuff. So, um, but he's he looks like a stud as well.
1: All right, so wrapping up rookie of the year. It's still Saquon Barkley. Uh, great honorable mentions. All right, Nick, what's up next? Yeah, so
0: our offensive MVP, I've got three guys, and I, I don't think you guys can really argue with these either. Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, and, and Todd Gurley. So who? Uh, not, Which one? Not in that order. but uh, And then some honorable mentions, of, I'm thinking uh, Tyreek Hill um, has just come. He didn't come out of nowhere because we knew this about two years ago when he came on the scene, but uh, – this this year he's just head and shoulders above everybody else right now, um, and uh, you can't stop him. Nobody can stop this guy. So um, that's my probably my honorable mention. But those three guys probably for their respective teams um, are the are the MVPs. And then I don't know. It's a toss up as to who actually is the overall offensive MVP. Well,
2: so so Nick, put us in context. Are, are is this a offensive player fantasy football award or football award? I,
0: um, boy, that, I didn't really think about it, I'm thinking just purely NFL, uh, MVP. Oh, if it's purely NFL, then it's Drew Brees.
1: You're just giving him that because you feel bad that he (laughs) hasn't won it yet.
2: Dude, if it's purely NFL, it's Drew Brees, he's having the season of his life of a great season, like, of a great career, sorry, and, like, you know, like, Mahomes has been pretty awesome for fantasy, but, like. Drew Brees isn't coughing the ball up five times in a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like.
1: So you're saying Mahomes ten have, interceptions are better than Drew Brees' one. <laughs>
2: I mean, the Saints are, the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. So if we're talking about NFL. Like, Drew Brees is leading that team to a Super Bowl right now. But yeah, if we're if we're talking fantasy, um. At Cheetah, I know he listens to the podcast. What up, dude? Uh, it's Tyreek Hill. Like he has been unstoppable, and we we knew that this was kind of available, but we didn't see this coming. Like we didn't see him being able to put up like forty points whenever he wanted to. Well, it, this is also goes back to you know the offseason of um,
0: you know the Chiefs moving on from Alex Smith and putting, every, putting all their eggs in really one basket with Pat Mahomes. They obviously knew it. Andy Reid obviously knew that this was his guy. Uh, I wasn't sure about how it was going, too. That's why I didn't even touch him in any draft. But, uh, man, he, Mahomes is you know putting the ball in his left hand as he's going down. While he's going down, he puts it in his left hand and throws a left-handed pass for a completion, not to get a rid of it out of bounds like I've seen some quarterbacks do, but an actual completion with a, with your opposite hand. Um, to, I, the, the play by him has just been extraordinary. And I don't think that Hill is the player he is this year with any other quarterback. I think, um, Mahomes has a cannon and he can get the ball where it needs to go, whether he's running or standing still. And, uh, so I don't know. I mean, well, here's, here's here's my Tyree argument Kill to that. Was, Tyree Kill was about 20 yards past any defender on, on Monday night for pretty much every catch he made. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But So here's my argument to that.
2: Tyree Kill was able to raise Alex Smith's game last year, and all of a sudden Alex Smith could throw a long ball. When you have somebody like Tyree Kill who could just run by the entire DB yeah. system, like – any quarterback feels good to just chuck it as far as they can if he's the only one out there. Yeah.
1: Now, I'm not going to fight you guys on this Tyreek Hill thing. I agree, but he got lucky we had this show this week and not last week because I would have fought tooth and nail for Todd Gurley prior to him setting a new floor. And I know it was partially <laughs> injury-related. He had like a slight ankle sprain. But had he not thrown up that crap game of like 10 points, I think I would have fought you much harder for Gurley over Hill.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Gurley's awesome. He is, but um, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight you that hard either. He, he is awesome.
1: He's got forty more that, fantasy it, points than yeah. Hill.
2: Yeah, it's, sad, I mean, that, it's sad that we don't have Levy to compare it to. It really, it, that's the worst part about it. <laughs> oh
0: god! You know what's funny is I took a little bit of flack early in the year when it was like, oh, I can't believe you didn't take Bill like during the draft. Oh, you didn't take Bell, really? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we Sorry. had we had a blow up Sorry in another to... league. Someone was <laughs> like, "You're ruining the game" because they traded like Bell for I don't know, like Michael Thomas or something. And they're like, "You're breaking the game. That's such an unfair trade. Bell's such a better player." And that turned out to be a great trade for the guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. so so offensive MVP Tyrese. Yeah. All right, done. Yeah, sure. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nick, what's up next?
0: All right, and then uh, defensive MVP, uh, you know, just some names to throw out there. Uh, Obviously, Khalil Mack. Um, And then a couple guys that kind of on the fantasy radar that have kind of gone under the radar, uh, Darius Leonard and Corey Littleton um both of those guys you know Darius Leonard plays for the Colts who have come on as of recently and then Littleton plays for the Rams uh, linebacker for the Rams and he's had a he's had an awesome year as well but i think Mack to me uh, is such a disruptor and kind of kind of that rallying force and then also you know he got slighted by the freaking Raiders and uh and now he's just dominating for the Bears so uh, I, I mean, my, my vote goes for uh, for Khalil Mack. Yeah, this is the quickest discussion in this whole podcast,
2: probably, because Khalil <laughs> Mack is responsible for them in every win that they've ever had. It's <laughs> yeah. Khalil Mack. Yeah.
1: So, so I guess the question here is, uh, how bad did Green Bay screw up by not getting Khalil Mack and letting him go to Chicago?
2: I mean, how bad did Oakland screw up by not putting their team like, and, like, not having Khalil Mack with the biggest bonus ever and then forming their team around him. Like, I don't... Like, it was ridiculous.
1: Oakland's basically pulling O'Brien Brian Katowski right now. They're just screaming for the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, oh is that too soon? <laughs> I don't think you should be saying stuff like that when... He has to lose twice, and I have to lose once, and you're still behind both of us right now. Oh, yeah. Got... <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Brian this week, too. Like, oh, man. <laughs> that thing you're thankful for, that karma, it's going to yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Any other awards you want to give out, Nick? No, I was going to
0: do kind of a you know
1: look at everybody's draft, but we don't have time for that. All right, I agree. All right, matchups. Let's get into it. Free Zeke versus Bell What the Hell. First up this week, Nick, talk to us about your game. I appreciate the bye week. That's all I can say. (laughs) Um,
0: No, you know, I did have a couple of uh, things that I was concerned about with uh, Chubb being on bye, AJ Green going down, Cooper Cup going down. Um, You know, so I I mean, that's that's a good chunk of my normally starting offense there or starting team, and so I was was concerned. And then I saw who I was playing, and I was like, oh. No big deal. So.
2: I love I love your flex move too. Did did Eric Ebron get hurt?
0: Holy crap. I have no no, he didn't. That goes <laughs> from twenty seven that goes from twenty seven points last week to zero point 0. zero 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 targets. So yeah. I guess game flow, because those guys have two tight ends, game flow's gonna dictate. Actually they have no, three they, tight ends, sorry. They have three
2: and it's it's Eric Ebron. Yeah. You know, he's going to do this because yes. he's Zarek Ebron.
1: I mean, also but on Nick's not, team, note
2: that's, that's the only guy I had to play, really, left. Well, you know, peel back behind the curtain, two weeks ago, you and I were talking about how Josh Adams going to be a great guy to pick up, and you had him. Yeah,
0: but I wasn't sure that he was going to get the load yet, and that's why I went with Ebron, who, I mean, can you fault me for going with Ebron, who just came off a 27-point game? Hey, I'm not faulting you, man. You, your best players
2: are are hurt or are on a bye week, and you put up 145 points. I'm just saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, but you no, know, that does bring me back to Josh Adams is going to be the man. He runs hard. He runs downhill, and uh, I uh, I saw it a couple weeks ago, but they only put him in there for six. He only had six rushes, but he was averaging like six to seven yards a rush. So I'm like. Trick if they actually cut him loose, maybe he'll do some damage. So,
2: um, yeah, that's when I, picked I really belt. hope so, man. But I get worried about about the Eagles because you know they got they they went out and traded for Ajayi last year and still didn't get, hand him the throne. Yeah, um, and then I mean maybe they like the Legarrette Blunt type guy a little more because that's that's I'm not saying Josh Adams Legarrette Blunt, but he. He profiles more like LeGarrette Blunt than, like, you know, Sproles or something, right? He's more yeah. downhill, going to run into you and hit you with my thighs. One one cut and go type thing. So, um, yeah. I hope so, man. I think he looks good, too. I, I, I really do. Uh, who do you got for your fireball?
0: Um, all right. So, obviously, I got to go with Zeke, man. He, uh, he showed up. And they only won by three, but the Cowboys kind of put – they're the team on his back, and uh, he he showed up and had a pretty sick game. So um, that's
1: my fireball. All right, we're gonna we're gonna let you do that, but we have a pretty strict rule for elite running backs on this podcast. If they don't Go. get a hundred rushing yards and hundred receiving yards, we don't consider <laughs> them for fireball.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, but Ze- I thought Zeke was no longer elite.
1: Oh, did we drop him out of the tier one?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> he I, he has no Gurley or Kareem Hunt.
2: Not elite Elliot is what his name is
1: <laughs> total junk Elliot <laughs> so
0: the, other, the only other guy that I would consider is Devonta Adams um, if he would have gotten in the end zone you know we're looking at a 30 plus point game from him he had 166 yards on 10 targets and then two bombs and uh, I don't know I really hate watching the Green Bay Seattle games because I like both teams and it's hard for me to root for either one. Uh, I always feel like the reps fuck up that game somehow, whether it's with a missed pass interference penalty, or with a missed, catch, you know, like they call a catch that was an incompletion, and they don't review it, and that's one thing that really rubs me the wrong way with the NFL, is they just kind of pick and choose what plays to review and what not to, and then they also give the coaches the ability to challenge. It's like you'll be in the middle of the third quarter with eight minutes left and then all of a sudden they'll, they'll, they'll stop the next play and they'll go, uh, booth review. And it's like, why, why do you do that? What's the threshold for making a freaking booth review? Um, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Cause that one catch by, um, Lockett, I think was not a catch, you know, and that put them down in a scoring position and the Seahawks end up winning the game. You guys remember that one? I, I actually didn't get to see it because I was
2: flying, but yeah. um, I i mean, it, it happens in every game, definitely, but <clears throat> I mean, I think that just the fact that the refs are screwing up has got to be part of the game, but I i think I agree with you where, like, these arbitrary booth review, like, you know, who decides and what makes it happen, what's the threshold for that to happen, because it can also mess up momentum, too, you know? Exactly. Like, a team's driving, and all of a sudden it's like... Oh, we're going to booth review, and it's like sweet. Let's just let the defense rest now, and then we're going to lose our momentum here. Right? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get
0: the rule. You know, they say inside of two minutes, and then any scoring plays are reviewed. Well, obviously, it's not just inside of two minutes. It's whenever they want. The booth can call down and say, "Hey, we're going to review that one," and then sometimes hey, they don't.
2: I go going back to the player you're talking about, Devonta Adams. I I can't help. But remember when he was given the opportunity to shine like three years ago and was just miserable? You remember when Jordy got hurt and then and it was supposed to be like Cobb and Adams and then Cobb got hurt and it was like Devonta Adams. And he was just the worst. And so he's been great this year. He really has. He's lived up to his draft price and everything. But like I can't help but look at him in a lineup and go, I don't trust it.
0: Yeah. So I think that just comes with uh, time and respect with Aaron Rodgers. Because obviously two years ago, you know, Jordy was the man with Rodgers. He, you know, they had the white boy connection or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, now that Devontae's had a couple of years, Jordy moved on. And look at Jordy
1: elsewhere. He's nothing. Yeah. He's not even, you know. Well, even. There, is, there is so much broken right now in Oakland. Yeah, I, but still. He, but still, he, dude. There's no offensive line. The quarterback play is down. Like,
2: and a lot of it could be Jordy's old, right? But
1: Amari's not there anymore. You
2: you can't deny that. Can't deny the fact that Aaron Rodgers lifts people's game, Dan.
1: Yeah, he does. He does. Here, let's talk real quick about Bell. What the hell, Um, Nick? (laughs) Tim. I mean, dude, you're you're gonna be struggling to not be the pink shirt guy. I. uh, Oh man, I hope you don't turn on into the season, but. Deshaun Watson, I mean, 16 points, lock it, still your lock. Uh, No end zone, but 70 yards receiving. Jordan Howard, nobody knows what's going on. I mean, Kerry Cohen's just ripping all the carries from him. Lamar Miller has been pretty steady for you. Vance McDonald having a couple great weeks back-to-back. He's really starting to look like a tight end, like a playable tight end every week. But then really besides that, there's just nothing there.
2: Can he stop playing Demarius Thomas? Like I don't like. Does he listen to us at all? Any podcasts that we've had? Yeah. Like, what's What's up
1: with Demarius Thomas? Nobody knows. Not even it like sucks. the people who who monitor this. The newscasters don't know. <laughs> they keep saying he's gonna get more targets that worked into the playbook, and then he goes out and gets one target and no receptions.
0: Yeah, uh, you know it is. It's tough for guys to come in mid season and just assimilate immediately. Um, there's no rapport. The timing is off. Um, the routes maybe run a little bit different than the other guys, you know, that uh, that Watson's thrown to. So, you know, I can see there being a little bit of that. But then some guys come in right away and make an impact. I mean, Amari Cooper's come in and made an impact so far for the Cowboys
1: with, I think, less time than um, Jamaris Thomas has had. So, Yeah, and Deshaun Watson isn't your typical run-and-gun quarterback. He's more of just a run-type quarterback. So he's having fewer targets, fewer attempts, not, not, he's not going to, he's not like a Patrick Mahomes where he can lift up four people's game and everybody having a game. do you remember
2: last year he was?
1: Yeah, last year year he was awesome.
2: No, that's, that's the point though, is last year there was six games and everyone thought he was going to be keeping that up. That's why he was a QB2 being drafted. Like, it's just, it was, it honestly like, it was just crazy how much his value went up. And he's still a good quarterback. They still won the game. It's just everyone thought he was going to be what Pat Mahomes is doing this
0: year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nick, who do you want to nominate for Trash Man on the other side of the ball?
0: Oh, on the other side of the ball? Hang on. Let me pull it up again.
2: I mean, oh, gosh. It's got to be Demarius, right? He put up zero points.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Freaking Alshon Jeffrey, freaking 5.3 points. Yeah, it's
2: yeah, but that's, that's more no, Carson Wentz. No, what's that? That was more Carson
1: Wentz. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that Eagles game. I Because Jeffrey is their number one, so he's supposed to put the team on his back, and he didn't, he didn't open what, up the pass game.
2: It's one thing if Wentz threw the ball.
1: <laughs> Catherine just walked in, and she's standing in the background, going, hashtag RIP Jeffrey. He's done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta go with Damaris Thomas though in
1: that one. All right, Trashman nominee,
0: nominee
2: Trashman, and Nick, you're in the lead so far, thirty-eight points in your bench, but I have a feeling that's gonna get surpassed. Yeah.
1: All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for giving us a call, having the idea. Like, we appreciate you calling in and making time for us. Yeah, no, no problem.
0: I, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. It's always fun.
1: All right, love you, buddy.
0: All right, love you, buddy. Dude, we'll see you later. See you, Gino. See you, Dave, and prospective uh,
1: wives. all right are you ready for the game of the week gino because i am oh my god
2: i don't remember what it was let's just skip it
1: (laughs) oh i do don't worry don't worry it's the uh obligatory Kamish versus Kamish. and uh gino you picked who you thought was gonna win so go ahead and take it away for the game of the week
2: oh man you know what i was trying to stand strong with my 0-7 now or never but i forgot that karma was coming after him and you can't beat karma even school pride can't beat karma and oh man it was looking good too beginning and it was like oh he's gonna crush him and nick just kept karma bringing karma right back after brian and brian knew it too because nick was he has those reaper abilities and um todd gerlich set a new floor let's just say it that way and travis you had a nice win you know just Kind of snuck it in there too, you know. Like Antonio put on the late touchdown. All of a sudden, him and Roethlisberger were looking good. And then Kelsey, like, kind of wasn't that great. But then he was great. He kept dropping important passes and had great points. Galladay with the game-winning touchdown that really boosted his points. Like, you really snuck in those points. And ultimately, you put up a decent score with the 125. But Brian's team just got reaped by karma. And now I have to take a shotgun.
1: Well let's not forget either that Travis could have put in the Los Angeles Rams defense against Kansas City <laughs> and improved his game by like fifteen points. <laughs> what
2: what I'm what I don't understand is one, why Brian is carrying two kickers. And then two, two defenses if, or two kickers? He's carrying two kickers. Brian he's cari-
1: is. Oh, Brian, okay. Travis has two defenses. Yeah. I get so confused with play like this.
2: Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I understand Travis because he had the Rams and he's like, whoa, they're playing Kansas City though. Let's not get crazy. Right? <laughs> and then Pittsburgh against Jacksonville was a good idea. But I don't understand why Brian has – like it was a great pickup to get Matt Bryant coming back because he's he's one of the – let's call it elite kickers, right? He always does really well every year and then doesn't play him.
1: Like, oh, my God. And in the sad game of the week, like, we expected this to be hopefully a shootout, if not Atlanta running house over Dallas. And it yeah. turned out to be a kicker battle, which <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Uh,
2: but yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, I, the one thing I, ha- I, I have to say about Brian's team is we, we did this a couple weeks ago and we went over Brian's team. And we said that he has a bunch of, like, middling players that don't deserve to be rostered. And maybe had he, you know, gotten rid of Funches or Tyrell Williams or Buck Allen.
1: Or Gurley or Tate, you know, all these <laughs> middling guys no, this week.
2: I, I'm just saying, like, he wouldn't have started Golden Tate. Because what did Tate do last game that showed you that you should start him? Right, you need to wait and see if that's going to work out. Again, like we were talking about with Nick, it's a mid-season move for a wide receiver, right? Like, yeah. There, there are to- like he could have had Traquan Smith, DJ Moore, like any any of those guys, that, you know, had good matchups were a good idea to play, right?
1: Yeah. Let's go with some scores real quick. So, here comes the the bride or groom or whatever he is this week. A uh, A putting up thirty two points. Guys getting the work done. Robert Woods, Bobby Woods. Uh, Good game. Touchdown, 70 yards. Can't complain. Tate, you said nothing. 6.2 points. Uh, Gurley, said his new floor. He was, everything I'm reading, he was injured. He twisted an ankle in the beginning, and they were kind of taking it easy on him. But I I don't know. 10.9 points, 55 yards, uh, not even 100 all-purpose yards this game. Marlon Mack getting it done. Somebody's (laughs) somebody's got some touchdowns in his running game. And then Fournette, thank God, Fournette is back, and he is still a monster.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they're going to give him 30 touches a game, there's no way you're going to keep him under 15 points, you know. So I think, and he, and he's, and he stayed healthy, which is which is solid. Uh, Ricky Seals, Jones, just bench him, just drop him. You got Gronk coming back, hopefully he'll be healthy. If he's not healthy, don't pick up Ricky Seals, Jones again. If he couldn't do it against Oakland, he wasn't going to do it. Uh, Other side of the ball, the biggest surprise, Dalvin Cook with half a point. Um, And that's only because we allow reception points. He would have negative points otherwise.
1: Yeah, it was kind of sucky. Uh, Tariq Cohen had a really down game too. I mean, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, I think I've said it before. Tariq Cohen's the number one. I don't care what the depth chart says. But there's just not... The running the best running back in uh Chicago is Trubisky. So
2: Oh Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, Trubisky it. is their best
1: running back. back. The best running back is Trubisky. Uh thank God for Kelsey. Galladay Galladay's getting it done, especially with that terrible loss of carry on. And then Tate also leaving. So Galladay's the guy to have right now. Marvin Jones, I think, is already out for the week also.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. He's not for sure out for next week, but he probably. It doesn't look good. Let's put it that way.
1: Okay, and then that combo, Big Ben and AP or AB84, putting up fifty points. Gotta love that.
2: Yeah, what up, AB84? I, I I'm gonna say that you go ahead and you you pulled out this victory because he you know loyal listener.
1: He heard you say that Brian was gonna <laughs> win. And was like, not on my watch, bro. I don't know what you're smoking. But you and Elon Musk got to put that shit out, and <laughs> I'm gonna put Travis's team on my back. So, Fireball and Trashman, who are you thinking?
2: Uh, Fireball, we gotta go, Kenny Galladay, Kenny G, man. Uh, that was that was a grown ass man's catch too for that winning touchdown catch, and he just looked he looked awesome. He did he like, um, that's that's gotta be a Fireball nominee. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna disagree with you. I thought. Kelsey would have been a great pick had he not missed two or three pretty key plays where I thought the ball was catchable. I didn't, I didn't think it was a bad pass, but he was just dropping them stone hands. Yeah. And then Trashman, I you can't nominate David Cook, so Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley Trashman for yeah. his
2: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, dude. He was projected thirty points, and he gets a third of it.
1: Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Trash Red nominee, Ty Gurley. Let's hope he doesn't win it. Uh, <laughs> no real x like, nominations here. Uh, let's roll into the saddest game of the week. The one that we're all heartbroken about. Sad feelings versus Camaro. Whoop, you!
2: <laughs> I mean, are we sad because we knew it was over very quickly?
1: <sighs> I. It hurts so bad watching Carson Wentz do absolutely nothing against New Orleans. I wanted to watch, I wanted to turn it off. I wanted to turn it off, and I was like, no, they gotta start throwing the deep ball. They have to start throwing the deep ball, but apparently it was just not his day.
2: Yeah, he did not look good, man. It it was, uh, it looked like his reads were bad too. Like, it wasn't just that he was getting dominated, it was that he wasn't reading the defenses and. I don't know. It's it's one game. We got to give him a pass, but it's it's a little nerve wracking to trust him.
1: Well, now I don't know what to do because I got Philip Rivers, who's had a better year, honestly, than Wentz, on my bench, and he's going up against Arizona, which is actually a really bad sign because when I had to actually play him last week, he went up against uh, Oakland, and his team didn't need him to do anything, so he had a terrible game versus Denver where he had to fight for fight for his life, got four hundred passing yards, like, oh my gosh. This game, it was in my hands. I had I don't know if I had the the players to win it, but if I would have had Phillip Rivers in there and Jordan Reed, it would have been a lot closer and not looked like such a blowout.
2: Yeah, I mean, Arizona's defense though is has, has been pretty solid. Um it's just their offense hasn't been able to score. So I think that Phillip Rivers is gonna need to gonna need to perform. Um Unfortunately, they're also not good at run against the
1: run, so it might be just a Melvin Gordon game. Um, but On the bright I, side of my team, Julio Touchdown Jones now has tied his <laughs> touchdowns for last year, so he can only go up from here.
2: <laughs> Dude, Julio Touchdown Jones, and uh, I know you're going to say that he got good fantasy points, but... Did you watch the Washington game? Because AP's touchdowns were kind of lucky getting in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were really lucky, and <laughs> he was basically vulturing for the wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> no, I I did. I I respect that. I I get it. But AP is the best running back on a team that can find the find the end zone, and he's gonna he's gonna capitalize on those goal line carries. Okay, I mean okay. I, I'm in desperation right now. You know I'm in desperation mode. Uh, and then Thielen, another not 100-yard game. He's got to come back, though. I got faith. Uh, it, was just, it was just that dirty, dirty Chicago defense was attacking Cousins. He had nowhere to go. He couldn't throw the ball. He was under so much pressure. He got sacked a bunch. Like, it was It was ugly.
2: Yeah, and and honestly, like if I'm if I have Cleo Mac running after me, I'm only looking for my best player, which is Stephon Diggs. So um, that's maybe why Diggs got more targets this
1: time. But agreed. I, I don't disagree with you the whole year. I think Diggs is a better wide receiver, and Thielen's benefiting from Diggs being better.
2: All right. So going over to the team that actually scored well, um, Cam Newton somehow like he brought back this comeback loss. Because they went for two, um, if you're going and if you're gonna go for two, like I feel like you just let Cam try to run it in, you know what I mean? Not like have him try to zip in a two point conversion, but whatever they should and, at least give him this, an option. Yeah, he should have kicked the field goal honestly, because I I I think you put Carolina in overtime; they're they're gonna win that game, especially the way they were driving. Um, but Cam for fantasy in basically all of the fourth quarter. Put up some huge points. Um, Mike Evans, he also, the fumble fall on touchdown, that was hilarious. So he oh got my more God. points there.
1: Evans did work with two terrible quarterbacks, both <laughs> throwing to him, and it was hey, depressing.
2: Did you, I mean, I think you do know this, because I think they brought it up on a podcast we both listened to, but um, the Tampa Bay quarterback is the number two quarterback on the year.
1: <laughs> if you just combine them?
2: Yes. They're the number two quarterback on the year after Patrick Mahomes.
1: That's disgusting. Uh, Nuke got a touchdown, five receptions, 55 yards. Kamara, Kamara. Philip Lindsey, ugh, gross. Take him away. And then Chicago defense just dominating Minnesota, who is a great offense. Minnesota is a powerhouse offense. And they couldn't do anything in Chicago. And Chicago got a touchdown, two interceptions, and a fumble.
0: Yeah,
2: I was pretty, I was pretty um, thrown off by the fact that Brandon picked up and started D.D. Westbrook against Pittsburgh. I don't know, I don't know why he thought that was going to be a great play when he had Larry Fitz against Oakland. Um, but obviously it didn't, it didn't pan out. I, I honestly, I just can, was there. Anything like was there any writing on the wall that like, oh man, this is gonna be a great DD Bortles week.
1: I'm not gonna lie, uh, I don't even recognize the name DD Westbrook, so <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's how that goes. Um, so so Fireball and Trashman. Uh, I mean, I think I think Fireball, you gotta go Philip Lindsay, Mike Evans. Wouldn't have that good of a game without the fumble recovery touchdown. Cam Newton, he cam, that's expected. Phillip Lindsay has been just accelerating throughout the year, and this is by far his best game. You know, you're not expecting a two-touchdown, 80-yard game, and the guy just ran like he was, he was in trouble.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'll give it to you, especially since... Um, Royce Freeman, it was his first game back and he even scored a touchdown and Philip Lindsay still did what he did so I'm with you there
1: and then obvious trash man, Wentz any questions?
2: none it was <laughs> Wentz
1: uh, and I think I'm leading for the exceller thanks to my excellent quarterback on the bench play but I'm not the one rostering three quarterbacks so <laughs> I think I'll be okay <laughs> uh, on to Kufefe versus 10,000 Indians
2: Coop see He needs to just change his name to Mahomes Fififi.
1: Mahomes Hill, like, Mahomes Hill put up 98 points together. Yeah. Together, they almost put up a 100 point game. And that's just those two guys. That's not including Melvin Gordon getting it done, Joe Mixon yeah. getting it done, Mark Ingram having two touchdowns and 100 yards, uh, you know, an off camera day. So. His team is just sick dirty right now. It's disgusting.
2: Yeah. Mahomes and Tyree Kill versus your team would have been a good matchup.
1: It would have been close. I would have had a chance. <laughs> and then, like I said, Mr. I roster three quarterbacks. Uh, Goff put up 48 points. And then Trubisky put up 20, giving Allen also the lead for Exceller with 75 on his bench, uh, mostly just having two quarterbacks.
2: Do you think that he goes and picks up quarterbacks just so he can win Excel awards?
1: No, I think he goes and picks up quarterbacks because he knows people like Wince are going to put up eight-pointers, and he doesn't want me to have the opportunity to get somebody good off the wire. Someone, someone someone good like Trubisky. Yeah, like Trubisky. <laughs> like 100-yard rushing Trubisky. Uh, on the other side, you know, for, for TJ, this actually wasn't a bad game. 126.5 points uh, usually is going to get you the win. Drew Brees puts up almost 40. Michael Thomas had a monster game, uh, about 100 yards and a touchdown. McCaffrey did well. David Johnson just I, – I think he's getting better. Mike McCoy left. Uh, he's had like three good games in a row now.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just missing a touchdown there. He ran for 137 yards.
1: Yeah, so David Johnson is going to carry you to the playoffs, and he's going to be great for the rest of the season. I – I think it's solidified. Mike McCoy was, in fact, the problem.
2: Yeah, I and mean, then, you know, with three guys on a bye and no quarterback, putting up a pretty good accelerated nominee chance uh, with DJ Moore just going ham over there at Carolina. So he might need to, you know, finally give away his fandom and take, you know, Manny Sanders out of that lineup. We, we talked about it on Discord. He's fanboying it up by... Keep putting him out there, but I think it's going to be about time to, to get rid of Manny
1: Sanders and get DJ Moore in there. So moving forward, DJ Moore. So people have been talking about him for a couple weeks now. Uh, this is really—he's only got about three three happy games this year, and then I would say about eight to ten playables. You know, five points—is it really playable? But it'll get you know something done. Do you think for the rest of the season? Cam and DJ have hooked up and he's going to start being a wide receiver too?
2: I, I absolutely do because I think he's officially moved bunches of funches out of the number one wide receiver on the team. And, you know, like we were talking about, the second half of the season is when rookie wide receivers have the ability to come on the scene and really start plusing up their game. And that's where we're at right now. And Cam obviously trusts him. He's shown great in the when he's gotten the opportunity to be the number one on this team and I and their their end of season to playoff uh, uh, record of the competition is very weak so cam and DJ are gonna be great pickups to have on your on your starting roster through the playoffs basically.
1: yeah and I think as much as I hate to say this Scott all you got to do is hang on. Uh, you're gonna be able to walk into the the playoffs and you won't get a bad matchup you'll get number two so uh luckily you don't have to play kufefe he'll be down with you so you know kamara whoop you has off weeks eric has off weeks you got a shot at this uh keep it up tj yeah
2: if only you know he doesn't have to make his own managerial decisions maybe you can get you know judah to make the decisions for you just pointing to who to put in your lineup
1: I mean, the kid's already pounding Philly Steaks. I think he's ready to take over the fantasy team.
2: All right, so um, for Scott, I think that the, the Trashman Award, like, Deion Lewis is kind of jumping out at me, and I think it's the only one we can really give it to. But I think nominee Christian McCaffrey a little bit, too. He had over 100 total yards, but it's kind of not what we're expecting out of him.
1: You know Dion Lewis isn't—he's uh, not the running back one, right? It's still Henry. So no, it's
2: it's Dion. Is it Dion? I mean, you don't—you shouldn't play either of them, but it's Dion. He's way better than Derek.
1: <laughs> but I mean, who—who who are the depth charts? Does it say? Does it say? It Dion? says Dion. It okay. Says Dion. Well then, uh, I'm for it. I was gonna say he doesn't really have any super—you know—goose eggs. Nobody did nothing. But yeah, Dion, we expect more out of you. Uh, nominee. And then Kufefe, fireball. Uh, you know, he's not an elite running back, so I think it's safe to, to let Tyreek Hill have it with 200 yards and two touchdowns.
2: I'm absolutely on board. I thought I was going to argue with you, but I was I was ready. I was like, he only finished six points behind Mahomes. Mahomes gave up the ball five times, two of them for touchdowns, They fucking lost. It's Tyreek Hill.
1: Who would you think I was going to say? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mahomes. Oh, no. No. Uh, 50 points for a quarterback, so... So let's go ahead and just set some precedent here, right? So elite (laughs) running backs want to see 100 receiving, 100 rushing yards. Elite quarterbacks, you need fewer one or fewer interceptions. You need five passing touchdowns, 500 yards, and 35 completions. (laughs) Uh, If you could throw in 25 to 30 rushing yards, it'll help, but not necessary.
2: (sighs) Okay, well, how about here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little spoke in the fire here. What if Lamar Jackson next week runs for 250 yards and only throws for 150?
1: Well, no, that's, that's legit because I'm going to treat him as an elite running back who just needs to have 100-yard games in two categories. So 100 <laughs> rushing, 100 passing, that counts. Call it All, right,
2: fair. All right, fair. As long we'll as there's
1: a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. We're going to need both. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. <laughs> um, it's going to be tough to beat the fireball of Tyreek Hill. I'm just going to throw that out there right now.
1: It, it, is, it sure is. Oh, let's see. Our final game of the week. Keep calm and carry on. May he rest in peace versus It's a Boyd. Why did we save this for the final game? Uh, because we kind of just threw a wrench in our plans with Nick coming on and whatever, man. Jump in there. And tell me how it went.
2: <laughs> um, well, remember earlier how you said usually 125 wins wins for you?
1: Yeah. Well,
2: 132 did not win for me. And it's just kind of, you know, I, I must have done something wrong to the fantasy gods over the offseason. Um, so I'm repenting. Karma's been coming for me all year long. The team is good. Like, I'm not, I'm not sad about the team I've been putting out there. Uh, I just shouldn't can't be. Win, I
1: just can't win any games. I feel like what hurt you this year, or this week, specifically this week, TY put the nail in your coffin which is sad because you love T.Y. We both love T.Y. And T.Y. just goes out and has like double his best game of the season. So (laughs) he's a huge outlier. And then Ryan Fitzmagic was like, Gino, I got you, boo. And he tried. (laughs) But then they took him out before he could make it any worse.
2: Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, kind of a letdown. Um, I, I guess, honestly, that would probably be my trash nominee moving forward. Uh,
1: Matt, Matt Bryant Scoop. would have been better, actually, I think. I think he had yeah. like, 22 points. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> uh, but all in all, like, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty solid team. They're doing what they need to do up and down the lineup. Aaron Jones, man, I wish I had drafted him because he would be a good keeper nominee. He's coming on, and he looks good. He looks explosive. Um, sad to see O.J. Howard go to IR because I thought he was great. Um, everybody run, it's Cameron Brake time again we got, the, we got the band back together James Winston and Cameron Brait so Cameron Brake would be a huge pickup
1: and uh Gino, you have Cameron Brait you already was, picked him up, I yeah, went this I morning to try to pick him up so don't tell <laughs> everybody to ride. I tried to already you butthole
2: <laughs> uh, just, just, just saying maybe, maybe you're playing a lesser league and people aren't <laughs> as savvy there go get them <laughs> And then, uh, you know, I was actually pumped that I got to play an Arizona player for the first time this year against Oakland, and I was pumped about it, and they really let me down. So maybe, maybe if you let me, we'll give that trash nominee to Arizona because they couldn't beat Oakland.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's really nobody on your team. Everybody broke double digits. Your defense, yeah, didn't beat Oakland.
2: So yeah, if, if I'm they, for if, it. If, If they get 10 points, what do I, do I, well,
1: I guess I don't win, but I get close. So talk me through this decision. And I think, I think your team's finally where you thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Uh, Maybe not the receivers you thought, but how, how hard was it for you to sit Diggs this week?
2: Oh man, it was the worst. It was the absolute worst because, I mean, you know how much faith I have in Diggs and how awesome I think, like, I think he's. Profile-wise, he's Antonio Brown Phylum, right? Uh, just the way they play the game, the way they, they win, you know, at the top of the catch and their size and stuff like that. Like he's not a huge guy. He's not AJ Green. He's not, you know, Brandon Marshall, and he was good. Um, so I I have a lot of respect for his ability to the way he runs his routes, the way he gets open, the way he doesn't miss a catch when he gets a chance, and just like his big game ability. But Chicago, man, it's Chicago. <laughs> and not, Brandon, not to
1: like rub salt in the wound, but, <laughs> but, but obviously but Brandon, if you were choosing like who you're going to play, Brandon Cooks would be like your number three guy in the game. Yeah. If you would have had Diggs in, it would have been a
2: win. Yeah. Well, Brandon Cooks was playing Kansas City. That was the other part about it was I was like, it's going to be a high scoring game. Let's go. And yeah. it was a high-scoring game, and he did okay. He just did, he, he was missing a touchdown, is what he was doing.
1: Yeah, 107 yards, eight receptions, no TDs. Yeah, uh, yeah dude, that's just—that's when I saw you didn't have a man, I was a little heartbroken for you. Yeah. So, and then on Eric's side, I mean, I love the Fitz magic play. You know, I do. <laughs> I also got burned early in the year by this play. Uh, only I lost my game. So, thankfully, you had Ty. You had Barkley. Those guys together putting up 70 points. And then Greg the leg, good day. Washington defense, yeah, sure, why not? Houston's not great. Uh, Boyd, I mean, AJ Green was gone, and Boyd actually had a pretty decent game. Not No touchdown, that would have made the difference. But, you know, 70 on four receptions, uh, almost 10 points, that's a good deal. Ertz suffered from the wince bug. And then James Conner had a really off day. Uh, they just didn't need him. They got the win without him.
2: No, they needed him. He just wasn't very good.
1: He was just, he was stressing out. And then he probably found out like, oh my God, Bell actually isn't coming back. And just <laughs> raged just all week, just been pushing it up in the club. Like, I'm number one. I did it. And then he's, you know, came out against Jacksonville.
2: Yeah. Maybe, maybe he he doesn't have that fire anymore. You know, he's like, oh, I'm not fighting for a job. <laughs> yeah, got <okay>.
1: this. <laughs> yeah. Um, um,
2: Fireball, T.Y. Hilton.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. T.Y. Fireball nominee, and then Trashman nominee, Arizona defense.
2: Arizona defense. Yep. So um, Good game, Felder. You officially took away any odds I had in the perfect scenario lining up for me to fight my way back to the sixth place. Um, so, thanks.
1: I've never seen somebody <laughs> so excited to get their asterisks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right um
1: all right so overall fireball i think tyreek right
2: yeah no question easy. tyreek kill uh alan give us a video get after it
1: yes uh i will accept the picture because i feel bad i understand that your technology ineptitude is really holding you back so if all you get's a picture just do your best well As, i think
2: anna probably has an iphone so you can figure it out that way right
1: oh thank god for her yeah and then Trashman. Uh, I really want to give it to Wentz. Are you going to yeah, fight me on it? Not
2: even going to fight you. Trust,
1: man. Trash man. man. I hate that guy. Exceller, Allen, I roster three quarterbacks. Kufefe, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> You're just crushing it this week. Game of the week looking forward, Gino. It's your pick, and I get to pick the winner. What are you thinking? Is that true? Uh, I believe so. And remind you, I am 9-2 and two this year. So you picked, <laughs> you picked your now or never brother, so I must have picked the game. So, what do you well, got for me?
2: I mean, the, the schedule picked the game.
1: I know, I know. You tried to pick something else. Don't even. And I was like, no, it's a commissioner <laughs> game. So, what do you, um, who do you think it's going to be?
2: I, I'm, I'm trying to see what games are going to matter about when the, who's going to make the playoffs. So, let me just look real fast. The
1: game that matters most is me versus Brian. Brian wins. Uh, I believe he pushes. He doesn't push Nick out. But Nick would have to win, and then Nick would have to win again the next week to get over him or at least tie him.
2: Okay, and if you win and then Nick also loses, you have a chance to skip.
1: Yeah, if I win, Nick loses, and then the following week I win, Nick wins. Okay. Uh, I have a chance. I have a chance.
2: All right, game of the week is going to be Sad Thelans versus Here Comes the Bride.
1: All right. And I am so excited to give Brian the Salazar bump. So I'm going to go ahead and pick myself to take this one. Uh, I got I got faith. I'm going to be down my Kareem Hunt. So it's going to be a tough one. But hopefully goal line monster AP just keeps putting him in.
2: Well, I uh, I don't doubt that you would pick yourself. And Brian, nice job picking up Traquan Smith. Be careful. Make sure that he, he's not actually hurt. Um... Go drop, I don't know, who do you have? Tyrell Williams? Like go, Just go start stocking up, man. Uh, hopefully Gronk plays. If Gronk plays, I think Brian pulls this off.
1: Gronk's never playing again. That's my plan. <coughs> All right. Reaper, could you take care of that for me? I would appreciate it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so we had the Reaper on. This is my own fault. We had the Reaper on. He says he's thankful for karma. Brian has paid his penalty. And then I just talk crap the whole podcast. I think I, I think the Reaper might rub off. I got too close. I got too close to the fire. Call me Icarus.
2: Yeah. You're Icarus. There you go. Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Game of the week. That's set. Uh, anything else? I think we're good. I think we got it covered.
2: No, we we're done, man. We're, uh, we crushed it. We have a little Thanksgiving treat for everybody, and just want to tell everybody uh, we're very thankful to have this league, and. Uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we love you guys.
1: Yep. See ya. See ya. Intro music is Happy Whistle by Scott Holmes.